Good morning. Happy New Year. Uh, I heard someone saying that this year is the year 2020, which means 20 plenty. How's that for cool, hey? The year of 20 plenty. Um, I'm very excited to be here this morning, really. Um, it's just been an incredible time, just taking some time off. And without any further ado, I would like for us to please open in Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. I'm going to be reading from verse 2 to verse 6, and I'll be reading from the NIV version. If you are there, say amen. If you don't have your Bible, you can read from the screens, and then we get through it. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. Amen. Amen. Let us bow our heads and pray. Father, I want to thank you that your word is truth. Your word is life, my God. And I thank you that this morning again we have the opportunity to come and engage with your word, to hear what you have to say, Lord, in your word. Thank you, Father, Lord, that even as we begin this year, Lord, we declare that we want to start it with you. We want to begin this year hearing what you say. May we be not only hearers, but also doers of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the story of John the Baptist. If you read, you will know that John was in jail because he said something against the king of the day, Herod. Herod, uh, apparently it looks like he he married someone he shouldn't have married, and now uh, John spoke about this as John the Baptist. He said that, no, this is wrong, you shouldn't be doing this. And because of that reason, John went to jail. And so now he's caught in jail, and this is the same John, if we remember again, he's the one who baptized Jesus. He's the one who proclaimed that Jesus is the son of the living God. He's the one who said that Jesus must grow and he must go smaller so that Jesus and the kingdom of God can come. This is the same John the Baptist who proclaimed the good news, who made a way for the Lord. And so in this whole piece, we see now that John is caught and he's now in jail. And because he's in jail, something changes in his mind. He's thinking, this is not how I imagined things to work out. Why am I now in jail if I was just talking and speaking nothing but the truth? John is caught in this thing. And he's wondering, why is it suddenly going so bad? I'm in jail. And John goes on and he says to his disciples, can you go and ask, is this the one we're supposed to be expecting? Is this the Jesus we are supposed to be expecting? Can you hear the doubt? This is the same man who said Jesus is the son of God. He even heard the loud voice of God coming out from heaven. He saw the symbol of a dove, meaning the spirit was coming inside Jesus. He was the same guy. 
Now suddenly he's in jail and then he says something different. He says these words, are you the one? Or must we be expecting someone else? What is John the Baptist saying? Has he changed his mind? Has something changed? But interesting, as we just read now in verse 2 and verse 3, Jesus doesn't answer the question. Did you hear that? Jesus says to his disciples, go back and tell John what you hear and what you see. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cleansed, the dead are raised back to life. Go and tell him what you see and also what you hear. Jesus is saying, just because, John, you are in jail, it doesn't change who I am. The title of my message this morning is this. In 2020, he is still Jesus. In 2020, he is still Jesus. So, if in 2020 he's still Jesus, and John sounds like he has some doubts about this Jesus, we may say, but John, I mean, you saw Jesus, you heard God's voice coming out from heaven, surely you shouldn't be saying such things. Sometimes you, I read the characters in the Bible and I go, but didn't he know? Didn't he know what was going to come? Didn't he know that this was God in flesh? It's always funny that I read it like that until it happens to me. Uh-oh. Then I go, oh, Lord, where are you? Where, what's going on here? And so this morning, I want to draw out four main points from this passage of Scripture. These are the four things each one of us who proclaim Jesus as Lord and Savior, these are the four things each one of us will have to face this year. Those who say that Jesus is Lord, you're going to have to face these four things. The same situations that John felt that he couldn't change and he couldn't do anything about. These four things you will have to face as a believer this year. See, John had a reference. His reference was in Isaiah 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to do what? To heal the sick. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim the good news to the poor. And the last part of that verse, it says that he was to he was going to be able to, 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 to set free those who are stuck in darkness, in, in, in darkness, in prison. They're going to also be set free. So John is wondering, if Jesus is healing people, if Jesus is raising the dead, there's one thing that's still missing. He's not setting the prisoners free. And I'm a prisoner. Shouldn't I be free? And so these are the challenges that he faced at the time. Each one of us have some challenges, isn't it? But as we enter this year, I would like to highlight my first point is this. This is the point that you will have to face as a believer, maybe even when you're not a believer. You will have to face this. You're gonna be required to leave the call. You're gonna be required to leave the call. What is the call? The call is the call of God upon your life, the gifts, the talents that God has given you, 
Those are the gifts that he has given you, whether it's a skill with your hands, with your minds, whatever that you do, your vocation, everything that, you, that God has put in you, you're going to be required to live that call this year. As a church, we're going to be required to live the call that God has given us. Then there's another side of the call, and that is the call of the kingdom, being able to fulfill the things that God has said we must do as his children, to fulfill, to speak the good news, to help the poor, to be involved in the world around us so that his kingdom can come. This is another call. The personal call, the corporate call, these calls are the ones that God is calling us to. On the other side, he's calling us to live lives that reflect Jesus. Lives that show who Jesus is around those that see our lives and they, they want to engage with us because they see there's something different about us. We live a different life. As a church, are we making a difference in the world around us? Or are we just like any organization? These are the calls that we are called to live. We are called to live the call of God upon our lives and to respond to him. When I was still in Sunday school, I remember there was a song they used to make us sing. Perhaps you may know the song. The song's name was called Dig a Little Bit Deeper. Dig a Little Bit Deeper. And it used to go like this. Nearer to thee, I want to be. Dig a little deeper in the storehouse of God's love. I want to dig a little deeper in God's storehouse of love. It went on and it said, I want to talk a little more like a Christian should. I want to walk a little more like I know you should. Why don't you dig a little deeper in God's storehouse of love? What? So we are called that we may be able to dig a little bit deeper in God's storehouse of love. May we be found digging a little bit deeper, becoming more like him, and being able to dig a little bit deeper and making a difference in the world around us. You know why? Because we know him, because he has a call upon our lives, and God's call upon your life is not changed by anything. It remains there, always. So would you be able to Talk a little bit more, like you know you should. Walk a little more, the way Jesus did. May we continue to be known to live the call that God has on us. This year, you will be faced 
with that question. Will you be able to live the call? Will you be able to respond to God's call upon your life? Let us live God's call upon your lives, upon our lives. Maybe you say, but Pastor Latour, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that is. We are in a church environment. Please find out. And so we are called to live God's call, to hear his voice, to know what his word says. Living God's call. The second thing you're going to have to face this year, as a believer and as the one who calls God and Jesus his Lord, is this. You're going to be required to believe the promise. To believe the promise. Some of us here have God's promises, and we wonder, but Lord, I had this promise last year. What is the difference this year? What is the difference this year? I didn't see the promise being fulfilled last year. I believed the promise, but nothing happened. Are you one of those? Lord, I believe that things will be different in my workspace, in my business, Lord. I believe that things will be different in my relationships. I believe that things will be different in my walk with you, Lord. But nothing has changed. This year, you're going to be faced with this. You're going to be faced with the fact that you are to believe God's promise. Do you believe God's promise? Let us quickly go into the word, Matthew 28, verse 20. It tells us that, behold, I am with you always to the ends of the earth. I am with you always. That is a promise of God, isn't it? That he is with us. If he's with you, do you really lack something? If it's really there for you, do you really lack something? How about those in Hebrews 11? Those that never received what they believed God for, but they took it in by faith. We are to believe what God has said to us. We are to believe what God has said to us as a church. We are to believe what God has said to us individually. This year in 2020, we are required to believe God's promises. Whether they happen within our time frame or not, the question is, do we believe? Do we believe his promises? Or you have put them somewhere in a shelf, or you have forgotten about those promises? I don't know. A young man and his dad were driving in town. And as they were driving, their car gave them a problem and it couldn't continue on their journey. And as they were on this road, they went on the side of the road. They stopped. The dad opened the bonnet, checked the stuff in the, in the engine. He didn't see what was wrong, what was happening, but the car had stopped. In those days, there were no cell phones. So he had to first go and find a public phone in town somewhere 
And so he was scared that the car would be broken into. And so he left his 11-year-old boy with the car, and then he went to find help. And as he was gone for a while, the dad started to think about his son, that he wonders if his son is, is okay and if he's going to be fine. Because dad was not finding help. And so eventually, after many hours late in the evening, the dad finally came back and he had a tow truck with him. And he went and he ran to his son and he hugged him and he said, I am so sorry that I left you for such a long time and now it's late. Didn't you feel scared? Weren't you wondering where I am? Didn't you think maybe you must also go and follow me? Why, why did you still remain here? His dad asked this boy. And his son responded and he said, Dad, when you left, you said to me, you are coming back. And I knew that no matter how long you are gone for, you are going to come back for me. In God's promises that he has given you, he hasn't forgotten about them. If they are from him, he's coming back to fulfill the promises that he has given you because it's him who gave those promises. And so in 2020, as you enter it with faith, don't shelve the promises. Put them again before the Lord and say, Lord, here are those promises again. Here are those promises again that you, God, have given me, and I still trust that even though it may not happen in my time frame, I take it, I believe it, it's mine, and I shall see it coming through because you are the one who fulfills it and not me. We do not need uh, to help God to fulfill his promises. He is big enough to do it all by himself. And so if you feel you are stuck, if you feel last year didn't fulfill everything that God said to you, continue to believe in him. Our circumstances do not change who he is. All they do is they continue to form our character. May our character be found in him. We are to live the call this year. We are to believe the promise this year. The third thing we're going to face individually as a church is this. We're going to be required to take on the challenge. We're going to be required to take on the challenge. Challenges are real. Challenges are the curveballs of life. Those things you didn't expect, they're going to come your way. And you try to duck. And somehow it still comes to you. And so we're going to be required to take on the challenges. When the challenges come, sometimes we wonder, what did we do wrong? Sometimes it's not that we did anything wrong, it's because of life does happen. Things do happen that are out of our control. But what happens when we take on the challenges? Sometimes we fail to overcome our challenges. Sometimes we do make it and it's great, and so when we take on 
the challenges, may we never forget that the Lord is here with us all the way through. That God is the one who carries us and he gives us wisdom. When we ask of him, when we require the Lord, when we request of him, he comes through. We will be required to take on the challenges. John the Baptist was faced with a challenge. What was his challenge? Doubt. It was a challenge. It was a curveball. He didn't expect this to be happening, but now it's coming upon him. It's a challenge. There may be challenges coming your way financially, in your relationship, in your workspace, in your business, wherever you find yourself, in your family, everywhere there might be challenges coming. We are required as God's children to take them on. There was a lady by the name of Florence Chadwick. She was, in 1952, a swimming champion and she decided that she would like to swim from the California coastal line, coastal line and go and swim all the way towards the Catalina Island. That was about 41.84 kilometer distance. And she was swimming it in the Pacific Ocean. I don't know if you've ever Put your feet in the Atlantic. It's freezing. Ah! Florence Chadwick took on the Pacific Ocean and she was swimming from California to Catalina Island, approximately around that uh, 42 kilometers. And so other people volunteered and they said they will help her because in the Pacific, as we will all know, there are sharks. And so there were people volunteering that they will use their own uh, motorboats and be able to keep away any danger that may happen. And if she ever gets tired, they will put her in the boat and then she will be able to be taken back to the coastline. Now she started to swim. And in the, after 15 hours of swimming, a fog came and she couldn't see anymore where she was going. She decided to go on for an extra hour and as she was swimming for an extra hour, still the fog was there. She started to lose hope and doubt. Is she ever going to get there? She wondered. And she kept on swimming and swimming until emotionally she was exhausted and physically she was finished. She asked one of the boats to please take her in. And they took her in and she went back home. Only to find that she was just around 1.6 kilometers away from the shoreline. She gave up, and you know, people like her, the news are there. Tell us what happened. <laughs> Tell us what happened. And she said, I was swimming and I thought I, was, I had it until there was a fog. If I saw the shoreline, I would have made it. But I didn't see the shoreline, I couldn't make it. And so she was disappointed in herself that she had failed to reach the mark. Two months later, Florence Chadwick took on the challenge again. And she started swimming. 15 hours into her swimming, the fog again. Oh, such is life, eh? Just when you are in the thick of things, things happen, and the fog came again, and she couldn't see the shoreline. 
But this time it was a different story. She knew the shoreline is there. If she just continue to take on this challenge and persist and persevere, she will get to the coastline. This year in 2020, may you not let anything distract you from reaching your coastal line to reaching the shore. She swam and she got to the shore and those people again with cameras and mics were there. Yes, what happened this time around? She said this time, even when the fog was there, I knew that there was a shoreline waiting for me. This year, may you be found constantly persevering, going and taking on your challenge. No matter what fog is in front of you, may God be the one you lean on. May Jesus be the one you call him. And you say, you are still Jesus in 2020. You are still Jesus in 2020. Glory to him, the keeper and sustainer of our lives. He is still Jesus in 2020. The fourth thing you're going to be faced with this year is this. You're going to have to be required to live the call, believe the promise, take on the challenge, and you're going to be required to produce kingdom fruit. Individually, as the local body, we're going to be required to produce the fruit that represents that God is good, that God is alive, that God is still the same. No matter what happens, He is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. May our faith never waver and go left or right or be tossed here and there. Let us continue to trust in Him, that He will enable us to be able to produce the fruit of the kingdom. What does it look like? What does it look like? There are a lot of things that it can look like, but I would like to suggest something. Today I brought my bag. This is a travel bag. I don't know if you've ever been to the airport and you're about to check in, there's normally someone there sitting, waiting for you, your bags. And when they come, what they do is they take your bag, morning ma'am, morning sir, they take your bag and they put it on the scale. And the scale weighs it. If it goes over 20 kilogram, oh, take your bag, it's too heavy, but it's only one kilogram or two kilogram more. No, we, you, you, this is too heavy. You need another bag for someone else you're going with. You cannot take this bag with this weight. In 2020, there are things that maybe were disappointing in 2019, things that were hurtful and painful. But now that we are in this new year in 2020, I wonder, so I put something in here to see what is making my bag so heavy. You find that uh, oh, this is heavy. Oh. 
you find that in 2019 there was a brick. <laughs> and this brick is maybe a brick of unforgiveness. It can go with you into 2020. Maybe there's another brick. And the brick is the brick of a sinful life. You can go into 2020 living a sinful life. No. And then maybe there's another brick in here, the brick of doubt. God, why are you not coming through? I'm waiting for you. Nothing is happening. Hey, I lost this. I want that. Hey, God. Hey. It cannot go into 2020 with you. They're going to turn you around and say, please, your bag is heavy. In 2020, you cannot take on issues, grudges. Hey, and hey, financial, hey. In 2020, this is not acceptable. I would like to suggest a couple of things in 2020. In 2020, you're going to be required to put certain things in your bag, like things that you can pull. In 2020, I would like to suggest, yes, we're taking the Lord with, but the first thing I want to highlight is you need to take on your faith. You need to take on your faith. In 2020, wear your faith, let it be found, let it be seen, let it be visible, let it make you look good. Because you trust in him. The second thing I would like to suggest that you take in 2020, it's a life of prayer. This month we are having week of prayer and fasting, I would like to please suggest, uh, light up your prayer life. If it's been dark, light it up. Let us not only be praying when it's emergencies. Let us be praying, seeking the Lord. Seek the Lord and when you find him, he lights the way for you because he is the one who is your guide. In 2020, let us take on his word. Let us have his word, apply his word, hear his word, and live out his word. His word is our GPS in this life. His word is like our manual as human beings, as believers, on how to live a life worthy. In 2020, I would like to suggest something else. Can we connect with other believers? Connect in life groups? Connect in prayer groups? Because we cannot do this life alone. This believer's life, we cannot do this Christian life alone. We need those to connect with. So here's my encouragement. This year, can you be involved in a good WhatsApp group. Be part of a good WhatsApp group. Belong to a good WhatsApp group that encourages you, that walks with you, that meets regularly so you can grow in him. This year, as these things are in your bag, 
and you take them with, I would like to assure you, when you get to that lady and she puts it on the scale, she goes, bah, she's going to say, here's your receipt, sir or ma'am, you can go through <laughs> in 2020. May you be found with your faith in the bag because you're gonna need it for the journey. In 2020, may you found with the word because you're gonna need it for the journey. In 2020, may you be found in a prayerful life, journaling what God is saying because you're gonna need it for the journey. In 2020, may you be found with other believers, connecting, growing with others in the Lord. Therefore, he will still remain Jesus because you are intact. You are found with what you need for the journey. In 2020, may your bag, your travel bag, be found light. But here's a suggestion, or a question, actually. What will you have in your bag this year? What will you have in your travel bag this year? Perhaps you are here this morning, and you hear the word, and the Lord is speaking to you. And you are saying, I hear this, but I don't know how to get in and grab hold of what you're saying. And the Lord has been on a journey for you to come to a knowledge of who he is, to a relationship with him. I would like to ask for the worship team to please come on stage. Thank you. Maybe the Lord is speaking to you this year. And he says, my daughter, my son, I would like for you to come on this journey with me. I would like for you this year that your bag can be full of these things so you can live a life that acknowledges me but that is also fulfilling. Perhaps you've never made a commitment to the Lord Jesus and you've never said, Lord, be Lord, over my life, I would like to pray with you this prayer, if you are here, because the Lord has an appointment with you this morning, this year. He's got something for you. Those things are all, but God, in this new year, he's got this for you. I would like to invite all of us to please stand. It's great when we know what the Lord is saying and what he wants us to do, but there's always a request. Um, the Lord is always works with these two things, invitation and challenge, all the time, invitation and challenge. And there's an invitation this morning. If you are here and you've never said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, I repent of my ways and I want to walk with you. I would like to invite you to pray this prayer with me. These are the words of the prayer. And those that are already believers, I invite you to also pray with them so we can encourage them to take this step because 
It's only the Lord who is the answer. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your sacrifice, for laying down your life for me and cleansing my sin. I ask, Lord, this morning that you will come into my life. I repent, Lord, of the old things that I've done. I ask you that you will forgive me. I ask you, Lord, to take me and make me your child. From this day onward, I want to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I would like to ask you if you've prayed that prayer. Yes, let's clap your hands. I would like for you, if you've prayed that prayer, we have pastors, leaders here to stand and to pray with you, to encourage you to seal this commitment. I would like for you to please grab your belongings. Please come here in the front. We are waiting for you. We want to pray with you because today there is a celebration in heaven because you have made a decision to follow the Lord. Amen. Please come, 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 come. Come. We invite you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I would like to thank everyone this morning coming through. I want to pray a prayer of blessing while we wait for those that need to come to come through. I want to pray a prayer of blessing that may we enter this year with him. May our year be full of him. May our year resemble him. That we may live the call, believe the promise, take on the challenges, and produce kingdom fruit. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you. I pray your blessing over your people that in 2019, you are still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that your hand will be upon them, that the work of their hands, Lord, will be blessed because they call upon you, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that may you prosper them, Father, Lord. In every vocation, in every workspace they find themselves, may they be found in you. Thank you, Father, Lord. I speak your blessing over your people. May you shine your face upon them and give them peace, Father Lord, in Jesus' name. This year, Lord, you are still Jesus. Amen. If you would like prayer, please come. We have pastors to pray with you. Have a blessed week and a blessed year ahead. Amen.